0: Hello and welcome to Super Talk. My name is Spiros. And I'm Kim. And of course we are here like we are every week to talk about Supergirl. This is episode Supergirl. 8 of season Supergirl. number 2. Ooh. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Title of the episode is Medusa. Now one thing uh, I realized before we jump into this. When Cyborg Superman slash the real Hank Henshaw went into the Fortress of Solitude last week... I thought he was after what her aunt was doing, which was like the human brainwashing virus Mm -hmm. thing. Uh, And I was wrong about that. Now, we'll clarify that as we get into it. But this episode is called Medusa, and it starts in Kara's apartment. But before we get into it, we need your rating.
1: It was good. It didn't have a bunch of different storylines, and plus, it's the crossover is coming.
0: I am like so excited to watch the Flash one. I am super excited about the crossover. So, yes. so this gets better than your eh,
1: yeah, rating. It does. <laughs> plus, I'm not as sick anymore, so maybe I have more energy.
0: That helps. All yes. right, so we start in Kara's apartment, uh, and and I kind of liked how it started because she's lasering, uh, lasering a turkey. For Thanksgiving, I don't know
1: how good that would taste. I, I don't mean, think it would
0: taste very good either. It
1: direct laser eyeballs. I mean, you're only doing like a little piece at a time, right? I, no, that's that's just silly. That's just silly.
0: Because you know the whole premise of Supergirl isn't silly. I like it. I thought it was a fun little moment. <sighs> it was cute, and but... her mom was there, which was kind of cool because you had this family moment. Which, for the most part, like, the family moments have consisted principally of Alex and and, uh, Mm Kara. And, you know, the only time I think we saw her mom was that one point last season where they went to the house. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was it. So it was...
1: Even at the beginning, you're like, "Who was that lady there?" I'm like, that's, "Right, that's like her I mom.
0: Yeah, I didn't realize it was her mom. I'm just like, "Who's rando this random woman who knows her powers and stuff?" <laughs> so when you told me that, I'm like, "Oh, okay, that makes sense." It's Thanksgiving. Like, duh, I should have realized that. But she just hasn't been around, so yeah. I didn't recognize it. So I like that they brought her in, and and you have sort of like the whole scene is done in the way you think of like a family gathering. There's sort of a lot going on. So there's a bunch of different conversations and, and the cinematography and that whole scene kind of moved in that way, which I really liked because it kind of gave you the feel of being there with them in this sort of chaotic, but fun and happy, uh, uh, you know, celebration. Mm-hmm. So, but a couple of important things happen um, during this whole thing. So what's going on here?
1: Well, when Jimmy start off, by talking about that they're going to tell Kara that Jimmy is the guardian. And um, James, like, wants to tell her. He's, like, adamant. He's the one. And Alex is just like, no, you can't because I have something important to say. Because obviously she wants to come out to her mom. Um, but she's been drinking all afternoon. So she's she's, <laughs> she's really drunk. Yeah, she's, like, clearly drunk, which is <laughs> yeah. funny
0: to see. One of the other funny things about that, too, was was the the sort of banter back and forth between jimmy and win because jimmy was like and we could say about this suit and like this is really rad suit and jimmy's like yeah but i'm the guy in the suit so win was clearly excited about the fact that he built the suit and wanted to talk about that when they told Kara. and jimmy was clearly excited about being the dude like i'm the guardian right maybe that's why
1: i like this episode more because the guardian wasn't in it
0: that's a good. Well, I mean, you know, we talked about, I mean, we talked about that last week and how they were packing too much in sometimes. And mm-hmm. here, like you said at the beginning, they didn't, which worked out really well. I agree yeah. because I really enjoyed this episode as well. so so they have their little the little, you know, Alex and Jimmy and Wynne have their little fight um and and then <laughs> Monel gets there. and this was this, in my opinion, was probably the funniest moment of the entire episode.
1: They just keep doing really well with him, not understanding uh, human.
0: Right. Customs, you no. mean customs and colloqu- colloqu- we, yeah. colloquialism? Yeah. Yeah. I can't say it. Yeah. <laughs> colloquialism. <laughs> yeah, that word.
1: Um, so he comes there and he's like, Jolly Thanksgiving! <laughs> and Kara's like, it's Happy Thanksgiving! And he just hands
0: her a bag. Yeah, and it, and, it, looks and like it's, a, it looks like a pillowcase or a sack.
1: Oh, yeah. I was thinking like an old bank robber. You know how they have like right. a dollar sign on this. side <laughs> but, of it. but
0: it was just like kind of a gray bag or sack yeah. and he just hands it to her and she's like what's this
1: He's mm-hmm. like you told me to bring over stuffing
0: so i ripped open my mattress That <laughs> was funny and that was she she like opens it up and sort of pulls out this handful and she's like
1: that's not really what
0: i meant <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then mike sees eliza and gets introduced and he's like oh and then he starts sweet talking her and then takes her away and then who was it that said that Monel was hitting on eliza
0: supergirl did Kara pulls Alex aside and she's like, I think I think Monel's hitting on my mom. My mom. And Alex is like, Because he likes you. Oh yes. yes. I think it was Alex, wasn't I,
1: it? Yeah. Yeah, it had was. to be Alex, because yeah, it, was it wasn't it. her mom. No, yeah. So
0: it was Alex. Anyway, so yeah. So they're clearly, you know, developing this relationship more. And, and when
1: Kara hears that, she giggles. Yeah. I mean, she she, giggled. she yeah, giggled. She giggled people.
0: And and it was and, and again it was nice. It was really human, really well-written moment. And here's the thing I got to say, and we're going to get to this as we go throughout the rest of this episode and talk about how this developed. But I like, I actually like what they're doing with the Monel and Kara relationship. Um, it has the potential to, to be handled and written poorly and go bad from where we end up at the end of this episode. But I like what they're doing with it so far.
1: You know what I liked? what they're doing with it? What? She's not talking at him you know saying everything you're doing is wrong if you go through this episode she wasn't Oh lying.
0: yeah that's a really good yeah. point like not once did she lecture him or <laughs> yes. anything like that yeah that was that really was good like really she nice. was and and he's he's also like you know um trying to live up to not her expectations, but trying to be a better person, trying not to be the stereotypical quote unquote daximite, you know, which which was cool too. I like that. So there But really, should you change for someone? Should no, you No, but I don't think he's changing <laughs> for her. I do honestly think he's changing for him. Like that's the feeling I get with the way they're writing it and everything else, right? Because if he was doing it for her, some of the stuff that he did in this episode, I don't think he would have done if it was just, I'm trying to do this to get the girl. Yeah. Right. If he was trying to just get the girl, um, he would do it in a way that she would see it and, and, you know, attribute it to him being a different sort of person to to forward the relationship. But that's not how he acts throughout the episode. I mean, he consistently acts like he's trying to be a better person Mm -hmm. so far anyway. So anyway, they're at the table um, after all of this other kind of stuff happens. And and Eliza, the mother, uh, she says, you know, Cara, do you want to start? And, and they have this Thanksgiving tradition, which probably everybody in the world has, yeah. which is everybody, you know, takes a moment to say what they're thankful for before you eat.
1: And Jimmy, Alex, and Mike all stand up to be the first one. And then Alex is the one who actually wins and gets to start talking. Um, but...
0: Yeah. No, no. It, Jimmy and, and Wynn actually stand up and they start first. And no Jimmy, one
1: said anything,
0: though. Yeah, they did. Did they? Yeah, because Jimmy's going on about, you know, thankful for Cara and how oh, understanding yeah, 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 you yeah, yeah. are. And, and Alex <laughs> is
1: like, no, she's not. Yeah, that's right,
0: that's right. It was, so, it was funny because, again, Alex is clearly drunk. And this is a side of Alex we have not seen, right? She's been
1: she's Alex. drunk.
0: And she's been like the DEO agent, right? So she's in control and she's like herself. But here, clearly she's been drinking to get up the courage to come out. And she was going to use the toast as this opportunity to do so. And Jimmy and Wynne, they don't know she's gay, so they're all up in their own heads, and she's up in her head, and they're all they're fighting over this. So they jumped up, and they're trying to do their thing, and she's literally shutting them down, like no, 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 she's not, no. And finally, they kind of get the point and just stop talking and sit down. And that's when Mike steps in.
1: Yeah, I don't remember. I don't
0: remember there. what he said either. He was thankful for Kara. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Um, but it doesn't really get anywhere because we get a, like a hole in the sky opens yeah. up above the table, uh, a, like an interdimensional portal. portal and, and it's open for a second a and second. then it closes. Yes. But Boom. we know
1: what it is. Right.
0: We know, well, obviously we know what it is, we but know. end scene. Yes. End scene. Right. So we cut over to the DEO. Um, and, and this is, this is something else I want to say. I love this episode. Okay. Don't get me wrong. But this season in general, has been darker than season one, and when I say darker, what I mean is the scenes, the lighting, the mood, Yeah, because the, the rooms
1: had a lot, and they had those big windows. Yes,
0: yeah. yeah. Like the lightest yeah. part of this episode was the opening at the at the apartment for Thanksgiving. With the windows. The DEO is lighter than it was when they were in the cave, but it is still a dark place um they're not spending any time at catco
1: the bar is a dark place the
0: bar is a dark place the principal action that happens outside of these buildings is night. happening at night yeah. so i'm missing that lightness and brightness in terms of the 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 local color and the scenes and whatnot Um, I, you know, I, I, again, I love this episode, but that's something that I've noticed that's missing from this entire season. And I hope they bring that brightness back in because it, it complements the darkness that, that appropriately is there, but it needs to be bright sometimes too. So we're at the DEO and, um, I, you know, I didn't write down much for this scene. Uh, the, the only thing that, that, that I thought was interesting was, 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 all of a sudden, Kara's going to actually try to be a reporter. That
1: made me laugh. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I can be a reporter and go ask L- Luther. Yeah, yeah. Lena. <laughs> Lena. I can never remember her first name. Um, you know, what? what's going on with her mom. And they're all like, okay, yeah, sure. You-. And that point when they're all like, okay, yeah, sure you can. I mean, they're even saying you're not a reporter.
0: Right, right. Okay, but, we know how I
1: feel about that. Right,
0: we know how you feel about that. But this whole scene was about them trying to figure out what Lillian slash Cadmus wanted with her blood. And and before, because I'm sure you have some things you want to say here, but I got to say this, right? Like, they're being awful cavalier about the yeah, fact that Super they've Girl's got Supergirl's blood. blood and, and their solution after this great big discussion of trying to figure out what's going on is to send the essentially no skill, no experience reporter to, quote unquote, interview Lena as a way to try to get information about what her mom's doing with the blood.
1: I mean, they should be really worried,
0: you right. know. Right.
1: It's like it's what's the word toxic, not toxic, but you know, it's a it's a, a pathogen? it's your blood. I don't know. Blood
0: is blood is always blood has always been equated with power, power. and danger. Power yeah. in the sense that if somebody has your blood, um, they can potentially do something bad to you with that blood. It's your blood. And especially if you're Supergirl and you're an alien, it's your DNA. It's all of this stuff that's encoded in there. It's a potential disaster. And they're. it's not that they're not doing anything about it, but they're pretty cavalier about it. You know, I would be like marshalling the troops and be like, okay, we need to figure need out what the heck's it. going on. We need to find Cadmus and we need to figure out what the heck they're doing with your blood mm-hmm. now. But they're like, okay, Supergirl's going to go pretend to be a reporter and talk to Lena, who potentially doesn't know anything, to try to find out what her mom's doing. It's like the telephone game.
1: Yeah, yeah. Anyway. And right before she leaves, um, Alex is like, yeah, hack Lena's phone anyway. Because
0: Wynn offered to hack everything, and she's like, yeah, hack yeah, it all, hack it. it all. Uh, so we end that scene, and then we move to the D, or from, from there to Lena's office at mm-hmm. L Corp. And here, this is the interview. And it was, I mean, it wasn't even an interview.
1: Yeah, she told her it's a puff piece on moms and daughters or something. And, you know, and um, Lena's like, as a daughter, I always fall short. And we never agree on anything. And Supergirl said, or Kara said something about, you know, how does your mom feel now that it's switched over? You know, going from Lex
0: Corp or Luther Corp to L Corp.
1: -Corp. And uh, she's like what you mean our murdering world domination direction that we're no longer going. I thought that was kind of funny. Mm -hmm. Um, and then all of a sudden, she realizes that Kara is trying to get information from her, so she gets kind of uncomfortable and is because like, "Because
0: she's a terrible reporter and doesn't know how to ask roundabout exactly.
1: questions." She should have just been like, "Hey, I need some information on your mom. Can you give it to me?" Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, that's basically her reporting skills at that point.
0: <laughs> um,
1: so Lena's like, "Oh, whoops, I forgot I had a meeting." So um, Kara's like, "Okay, thanks, bye." And then as soon as she leaves, she calls her mom and uh, she says to mom, "We need to talk." And that's end scene. And um here I have is Lena part of the dark side and I'm like, no, she can't be.
0: Right. She we don't want I mean, her to can be. be but yeah, she I could don't be think she's
1: going to the, be.
0: This is a this is a classic bait and switch, right? I mean, there the way they set that scene up and the way they wrote that and the way that scene ended, were clearly meant to think that she that Lena is not reforming the Luther name and that she's in with her mom and all that sort of stuff. And we find out later, um, that that's not the case, but we'll get to that.
1: And I mean I still want an evil Luther, but she's not she's not it.
0: No, and I'm glad that they didn't make her it. Mm-hmm. I would have been super disappointed if they did. Um, but they didn't. Uh, but you know, you could see
1: There's there's potential that she should There's she should potential. Go that
0: way. Yeah, there's potential, but I think that she's it's not Strong gonna happen that, that, that way, she right? Will. So from there we cut to the bar, and you've got uh, this sort of pan scene through the bar, and you see this hooded dude sitting at the bar, and you just see like his nose, and it's pre- pretty clear that it's Cyborg Superman. But here's what's interesting, I, I and I don't quite understand this because this is not any this is not inconspicuous at all. There's a dude in a bar wearing like a great big like heavy winter coat yeah. hood up and everything. He's trying to hide his face because he's Cyborg Superman. But he's also put on what looks like half of a Doctor Doom mask. Yeah. To cover up his like burned up cyborg face, eye thing,
1: and that's not going to make it more. It's bigger, exactly. yeah.
0: Either way, it was. It's and like a bad disguise with the
1: technology that they have. Why can't they just make him some fake human skin? Right, and he doesn't even need to show his metal parts. I
0: didn't quite understand that. Yeah. At any rate, Monel walks in sits down at the bar gets a beard like literally shoved down you <laughs> as know, soon as he sits yeah the bar keep just whips the beard down the bar it was a cool scene and this this alien woman sits down next to Monel and she starts chatting up up and she's getting friendly with him and and this is where we see a further development of the fact that he like he has feelings for yeah else. has feelings for someone else for mm-hmm. supergirl.
1: And then you see Cyborg Superman put something underneath the the bar, and I thought at first it was a bomb. I'm like, "What is?" That? I thought it was a bomb as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, Madell goes and follows him out in the alleyway, and um, Cyborg Superman just starts beating him up, right, kicking the poop out of him. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a decent mm-hmm. fight scene.
0: Yeah, it was. Madell noticed that it, you know he thought it was well. I'm not sure if he thought it was John. John, yeah, he did. He's,
1: That's what I thought. Yeah, okay,
0: he, yeah. So we saw what he thought was John. Uh Walking out of the bar, and he follows him he didn 't see him put the bomb thing under there no he, didn't he just see he just followed him out, you know, called out john his name and and he turns around he 's got you know his half doctor doom mask, and that 's where you're right that 's where mm-hmm. they started fighting. I thought it was a good fight scene yeah. too
1: when he gets thrown into the dumpster, that was pretty cool mm-hmm. it was decent special effects
0: yeah, and then we cut back into the bar and you see this thing going off and it 's not a bomb, but it 's dispersing uh yes. an agent, a gas mm-hmm. of some sort, and people start freaking out, and what happens is all the aliens in the bar. Die
1: like almost instantly,
0: but all the humans are fine,
1: yeah. They all run out,
0: right? So, clearly, we've got an alien targeting, uh, super sort of you know, drug, virus, chemical weapon thing, whatever it is. Uh, and from there, we cut back to the DEO. Mon El is in quarantine now, and you know, we're trying to figure out what's going on here. So, Alex suggests bringing her mom in. And and again, I like the fact that she's going. Hopefully, throughout the rest of the season, she's going to have more of a role in mm-hmm. in the stories, in the relationships, and everything else. And that's maybe going at on.
1: one point, she'll be like, "Hey, do you want to go find your father?" <laughs> I, maybe I don't know. Maybe yeah, we'll get to that.
0: Once again, that's just sort of like a non a non thing. So we got
1: where's daddy? No one knows. No one cares. Where's Supergirl's blood? No one knows. No one cares. <laughs> so we got that going.
0: They bring her in and, uh, and she's going to help try to figure out what's going on with this whole whatever the heck it was. And then we have this discussion, um, which is, you know, trying to figure out, like, what are we going to do? And, and Supergirl wants to go. And John Johns is like, no, we need to stay here in quarantine. Mm-hmm. All aliens are staying here until we figure out what the heck's going on. So they're sort of hamstrung, Supergirl and, and John Johns. They're yeah. like, you know, they can't, they can't do anything. And from there, we cut back to Corp.
1: This part made me laugh. Yeah, Her her mom pours the wine, pours a glass of wine. Just watch her facial expressions when she does it. It's perfect. Yeah. She pours it, she smells it, makes a face, and just puts it back down. Clearly disapproving
0: of her daughter's taste in wine. It was great. It was. It was really good. And and you can feel, like, you can cut the tension in the air between these two, between Lena and her mom, Lillian. Uh, and, And her mom... You Know they, they have sort of a heart to heart, but it's not really a heart to no, heart. I mean, it's, it's basically
1: backstabbing cat claws out
0: exactly, and, but exactly done
1: in a nice white wasp boy, right? So, right, again, right. I going on. <laughs> um, and I love when her mom goes, You know, no parent loves all their children equally, and I'm like, That's right. Why can parents not admit this? Come on, you all have a favorite, you know? You do. My mm-hmm. mom had a favorite. <laughs> Anyway.
0: But Lena basically asked her, she like, I know you're up to something. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what's going on? And and her mom won't tell her anything. Yeah. And Lena says, Well, there's a reporter that's been sniffing around and she's smart and she knows you're up to something. And and the claws come back out, you know, uh, her mom says, you know, I'm, you may not have been my favorite, but I still love you. Uh, mm-hmm. Essentially, she says, "You know, I'm not doing anything. Don't worry about it." Mm-hmm. And Lena's like, "You're lying. I know you're lying because you told me you love me."
1: Yeah, that was that was sad. <laughs> that was
0: sad, yeah. but it was it was a knife, yeah. uh, precisely placed. Yeah, it's very nice. <laughs> And from here, we go to the fort. No, no, no. Back to the DEO. Back to the DEO. They're
1: playing Monopoly. Yeah. Quarantine
0: Monopoly, I called it. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
1: There we go. Quarantine Monopoly. Mm -hmm. One of the most boring games, personally, I think, in the world. Yeah. But...
0: Like, out of the blue... Out of the blue. Like, Supergirl's like, Do you like me? Oh yeah, oh my
1: gosh. I started laughing. I'm like, who just asked that? Oh my
0: gosh. And Monel's like, Well, yeah, of course I like you. Yeah. And and she comes back, you no, do you like me? Like me? And of course Monel doesn't get what she's saying. No, I actually he think gets. he gets. He got yeah, it, but like he was
1: acting stupid. Exactly. Like he doesn't understand, you know, this English speech. Right. All of a sudden he has this. Blockage, (laughs) which is funny.
0: No, I think he played it well. Yeah, he did.
1: He did a very good job. It was very funny.
0: And and this is what I'm talking about. You know, they're not just like boom. Okay, we're falling in love. Supergirl and Monel are going to be a couple, and everything's going to be all hunky dory. Blah blah blah. They're feeling this out. Now, the reason I said I think this could go poorly is this could become one of those irritating will-they-won't-they they relationships oh. that goes on forever and ever and ever, right? I had to stop reading
1: John and Ivanovich books because of that stupid relationship. Yeah, so if, if that's oh. something
0: that they do long-term, it's going to suck. But if they if they allow this to play out as something like where they're trying to figure it out and neither one of them is actually sure they want to do this yeah. and they're not sure how they no. feel, and then they decide something at some point... I'm totally cool with that, but clearly, mon is is trying to feel this out. Supergirl is trying to feel this out with no subtlety whatsoever. <laughs> <It> was
1: <awesome. laughs> if everyone was like this. This world could be a better place. Could be.
0: Well, I mean, yes and no because neither one of them were particularly honest. Like yeah. Mon-El says, "Are you? Do I want to make?" Because she she clarifies. She says. When he says, "Like you, I don't understand you. Do you want to mate with me?" She says, <laughs> "Which again, very no subtlety whatsoever there." And he and he's like laughs, laughs and he and says, then he starts you? choking." Yeah, <laughs> but before he starts choking, he he says, "Have you seen the girls that I'm attracting mm-hmm. since I've been here on mm-hmm. Earth?" That was a little. That was like a little bit of of like a um a put down on her. Yeah, kind like of. you're
1: not good enough. I, well, yeah, I mean. You're not pretty enough for the girls that I normally date.
0: Yeah, I I don't I don't what a know. Douche if it's,
1: move. I didn't even catch that. See, I
0: don't know if that's how he meant it. I mean,
1: I hope. Yeah, he, I hope the writers didn't mean it that way. You know how like guys will
0: like give... they call it a neg, where you like sort yeah. of you you don't you don't directly put down the the woman, but you put her down in a way that that sort of. Um, makes her want to ingratiate herself on you. And, and that's something that I hope he doesn't do repeatedly.
1: And I mean, men just don't do that to women. Women do that to men too. But yes.
0: Mm. Right. Yeah, so that was it. Not. And then he starts oh. choking. Yeah. No. Good. He deserves to choke for that one. I don't think he meant it. Oh, I think he did. I hope he didn't. Because he was trying to, in seeing the way she was reacting, he was trying to deflect back what she wanted to hear, I think which is why he said that and and maybe he was a little nervous. Oh, don't give him the benefit of the doubt. Okay. I mean, I you know, I'm just trying to see from, you know, from from the other side because I you know, I don't want to justify poor male behavior, right? Like I agree that that's not something that should be justified. But is it plausible that he really was nervous and he blurted out something that, you know, I don't know. Anyway. 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 He starts choking. Supergirl opens the containment unit, runs in there, and starts mm-hmm. yelling for help. And they're mad because she opened the containment unit, and now she's been possibly exposed to what he has. Mm-hmm.
1: So he's strapped to the bed, and he's stable but infected, and they realized it was a... They need a what, a weaponized aerosol to disperse it?
0: Yes. So, yeah, they're, they're looking at it, and her mom figures out what this is. And from there oh yeah and they're like
1: it came from a virus from krypton and then supergirl's like oh, it came from my blood yeah it's like <laughs> y- yeah it's about time someone <laughs> finally realized something bad was going to happen with this
0: and specifically what she realized is that they needed her blood to get into the fortress of solitude which yeah. i still think is that's a bit of weak writing
1: yeah that was because stupid. i don't i
0: really don't understand how her blood lets you in there when they've got, you know, holo projections and all these other exactly. biometric identification things they could do. But anyway, that's that's what they've written. And so she flies to the fortress and uh, she gets there and the little robot guardian Aww. tries to tries Sam. to kill her because somehow um Cyborg Superman reprogram
1: him or something
0: appears to have reprogrammed the robot. We don't know. Yeah, we don't really it know. Does... It calls her an intruder. It yeah. shoots her. And she, like, flies up into the air and, like, eye blasts it and destroys it. Yeah. Which... That was sad. Yeah, it was sad. It was so
1: cute. It was like a little cat or dog or something. <laughs> no, it's dead. Now it's dead.
0: Yeah. Anyway, she brings up the computer, and she reads some Kryptonian writing, and it's Medusa. And then she brings up another projection, which is her dad. Mm-hmm. And he explains what Medusa is, which is... She gets
1: all sad and sniffy when she sees him. Yeah. If you watch that, she's like, damn. Yeah,
0: I did see that. She got nostalgic and obviously sad because here's her dad. Same way she did the first time she saw her mom yeah. and her aunt. Yeah. Um, but then that quickly turns to, I would say, shame. Yeah. Because her dad explains that Medusa is a virus that he helped manufacture to protect Krypton. And it was specifically designed to kill... Basically, All any aliens. living being except for any aliens and not Kryptonians. It was mm-hmm. designed to target invaders who might come to try to invade Krypton.
1: And she's like, you know, I thought you said, you know, you're keeping us safe. And she's like, I am. I, you know, dad's like, I was. I was keeping the Kryptonians safe. Mm-hmm. And that's when she realized that her dad wasn't as perfect as she believed. Right. And, I mean, that was basically the main theme of this whole episode was the disillusionment of our parents. Yes and um which I people thought are flawed par- yeah people are flawed and when you're a kid and you finally realize that you're how flawed your parents are <laughs> that can be devastating for some people um mm-hmm. depending how flawed your parents are um but I was going to say it's perfect timing for Thanksgiving because, you know, you get together with all your relatives and and you see where you came from and you go, oh, my God, that's where I came from. And yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, one of the other things I liked about that. And I don't know that this was a part of like her realization. Well, no, it was because at some point she says it. Um, but she also realizes the point of view of Lex and Lillian.
1: Yeah. That what they were doing, they thought they were doing right.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, and the villains always think they're doing right, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. Some villains are just crazy, but right.
1: <laughs> Those are my favorites. You know, but
0: but, it, and we've talked about this, I think, with the other episodes. You know, where it's not always about right versus wrong. Although, even if a person thinks they're doing right, they can be doing wrong. Wow. Um, there's a whole hell of a lot of gray in the world, and and I like that we're getting into this a little bit more because. This has been the theme of the entire season, this whole aliens versus humans things, which is down to race and, you know, all of this other stuff. I still I'm going to keep harping on this because it drives me crazy that they did that whole alien amnesty thing. And it's just been nothing but silence on that since then. And it should have been a bigger part of the story, in my opinion. But at least they're exploring this, um, you know, with with some of this stuff that they're doing with Medusa and with these relations and all this other stuff. So. Uh, She pulls the Medusa information back to the DEO, gives mom uh, the the virus data crystal with all the information. And, um, you know, they're going to figure out, you know, what's going on with this thing. And after she gives her the crystal, Super goes off and Alex is sitting and working at a computer. And her mom, Eliza, comes up and says, what's wrong? And Alex says, you know, I'm trying to figure out, you know, the virus or something else here. And and I knew when she asked what's wrong.
1: That it was going to come out.
0: Yeah, that that she wasn't asking about what Alex was doing right then and there. She was asking about what Alex had been trying to tell. Um, Yeah, she's like,
1: I know you've been trying to tell me something. And -hmm. Alex is like, how?
0: Yeah, because I'm a mom. I mean, duh, right? Yeah.
1: She's like, does it have anything to do with Megan? You talked about her an awful lot. Maggie. Yeah, Maggie, that too. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: And and boom, like that's, and Alex tells her. And Mm -hmm. very touching, very well-written scene.
1: Does she even say it though?
0: No, no. She Alex does doesn't her say it. Her mom says it. Yeah, her mom says, you yeah. know, why would I? Why would I be? Why, why would, would I not be gay okay? Yeah, let me down exactly.
1: But, um, you're always going to be different, Alex, because you were exce- always exceptional. Mm-hmm.
0: And, I and I love, love you the you. way you are. Yeah, yeah. And that was that was really great. And and I like to, you know, when you think about it again that. Alex didn't actually say it. No. That her mom sort of had to say it for her. Has she
1: said it yet? I think she says it at the end. I don't remember. Well,
0: I mean, she... No, she, because she never no, said, said it to Supergirl either, did. did she?
1: No, but I think at the end of this episode, she says about being gay. I think she probably says it.
0: Yeah. Right? Clearly, yeah. it's still something she's dealing with. Like, she, it's not just, okay, I'm happy and I'm gay, right? Which and, has been...
1: I mean, we got to talk about the other part of this. You know, everyone who she's been talking to has been you know decent about it you right know? but there are people out there who come out to their parents or whatever and it's it's horrible you know? yeah uh,
0: but it's not out of character for her mom uh, from what we know of her mom it's not out of character i, wouldn't for think her so. mom. I mean you
1: adopt an alien you know right if, if you you're, you're bad, gonna be accepting exactly yeah exactly. so
0: that makes sense it would be different if like she came from some weirdo fundamentalist family and she tried to come out um, but that's not the case. And so I think it's in keeping with the story, but you're right. I mean, it's something, but that plays into the larger storylines that we're dealing with the whole, again, aliens versus humans thing and Cadmus and, and the attitudes that people are taking towards, uh, the aliens. So, uh, I think that's, that's there, although it's not as strong in the, in, in Alex's coming, coming out storyline. Story right. Mm-hmm. But that was a really great scene. And I really, really like that. And this is also, uh, the point where, um, Supergirl realizes the Luther point of view because we 're still at the DEO, but then we we cut to this balcony and and both John Johns and Supergirl are up there and and she 's moping she 's moping because yeah. she 's disillusioned about her parents and and what they 've done um, and this virus that they 've created and uh, uh they're they're having this discussion, and then in the middle of this discussion, Hank. Mm-hmm. Like, go, his face. yeah, he has like a, a Martian transformation fit, I called it, where yeah. the white Martian blood is is acting on him. And his face goes all monstery. And, and she's kind of like, whoa, what's going on here? And that was kind of the end of that scene. Oh. Still in the DEO. Um, but we cut back where now we figured out, OK, Eliza has figured out that uh, along with Alex and Wynn, that they need to um, disperse this this virus with an isotope 454 and L-Corp is the exclusive manufacturer of Of this isotope. Of course it is. Of course it is, right? Of course it is. Well, I mean, and Lillian being Lillian, it makes sense, right? Yeah, because it's yeah part of her thing yeah and and mm-hmm. alex calls maggie to mobilize the police force to get to luther corp and mm-hmm. supergirl and john johns they head out and initially supergirl is trying to tell john johns no you got to stay yeah. and he's basically saying i'm ready to die i don't want to turn into a white martian um let me die with my alien brothers and sisters mm-hmm. uh, my way essentially and he's willing to go out and and they go to El corp and uh Cyborg Superman walks into L-Corp. This is the next scene. And and again, he's looking like Doctor Doom with his headpiece.
1: Yeah. Is, is Doctor Doom the same universe?
0: No, Doctor Doom is Marvel. But okay. the headpiece kind of looks like it's like a half Doctor Doom mask. Yeah. But, but anyway, uh, Supergirl flies in um, to save the, s- the security guard. He was just literally tossing around. Mm-hmm. And they fight. Uh, and, and
1: Supergirl was actually good at the beginning yeah, of this
0: fight. She was.
1: I was I wrote, holy shit, <laughs> Supergirl was fighting decent at first.
0: Right. Now she did take a couple of lumps, but yeah. I mean she was fighting well generally, which I liked. Um and she she took a she took a toss, which took out the L Corp sign in the lobby, mm-hmm. and Lena comes out, and then Cyborg Superman picks up like the L from L Corp and chucks it at Lena, uh, intending to kill her. Which is interesting, because he's an agent of Cadmus, and ostensibly he's working with or under the control of Lil- Lillian, but he's willing to kill Lena.
1: Well, Lillian doesn't like Lena, so why not?
0: Yeah, I guess that that's a good point.
1: They're not best buddies.
0: Right. So, <laughs> so anyway, Supergirl saves Lillian, and uh, then the cops storm in. No, portal
1: opens all of a sudden. Oh yeah, that's Nell. right. I'll look at it, and then Supergirl hits him.
0: Yeah, yeah. The portal yeah. opened and closed so we again. See it again. Yeah. Just for a moment, uh, and then yeah, you're right. He hits him, um, and then
1: he hits, and then Cyborg. Um,
0: I think a bullet Superman. ricocheted.
1: No, he hits her with laser vision. Oh, it, is
0: that what hit her? Okay, yeah, okay, Maggie with it. Yeah, so Maggie gets hit,
1: and then they're all like, ah, and then Cyborg Superman's gone.
0: Right, right. So they're trying to to sort this thing out, and we're back at the DEO, and this was. I like this scene. I was worried about this scene, but I liked it, especially because of the way the rest of the episode played out because they're there. And uh, everybody's talking about Lena must know something. We need to get the information. And Supergirl is the only one who believes in Lena and is standing up for her and saying, you know, no, I trust her. She didn't do this. She's not part of this until Hank says, are, are you willing to bet mon life on it?
1: And she flies away, so I guess yeah. she wasn't willing to bet. And there
0: you can see the doubt mm-hmm. take over. And I was worried. Uh, and as she flies off, she's going to L-Corp. Um, what'd you think of the whole L-Corp scene?
1: I thought it was good. Um, you know, she's like, I need help, you know, with your finding your mother. And because... She's a liar, and she's part of Cadmus. I mean, I guess if you drop well, that on someone... She didn't
0: call her a liar.
1: Oh, are you sure she didn't? Did she? Maybe oh, she she's did. she's their leader. I'm sorry. Yeah. I can't read my own typing in here.
0: <laughs> she didn't call her a liar, but she did say... <laughs> she's she... behind
1: Cadmus. She's the leader. Yes. Um, And Lena... Oh, here we go. Lena's like, you're lying. So, I mean... Yeah. Yeah. Dropping a bomb. That Yeah.
0: I like the scene... She drops a bomb on Lena. Lena reacts poorly to it. Mm -hmm. And this is where I was worried about the direction it could go. Because, number one, I thought Supergirl was going to drop in there and just be like, you know, you're in on it. Tell me what you know. Your mom, blah, blah, blah. But she didn't. So, number one, I like the writing for handling that because she's clearly trying to handle this as best she can and not imply to Lena that she thinks Lena is bad or, or that sort of thing. Lena still reacts poorly. But at the end of this discussion... Supergirl basically says, you know, you got to be your own hero. And and she leaves. Lena asks her, you can leave through the door you came in, which was a window she flew in. It didn't go well, but it didn't go terribly.
1: And there's a point Lena's talking about, um, you know, how many times has your cousin Superman put on the costume and relax? Right. Yeah. And, you know, at that point, it, she, even after Supergirl told her to be your own hero, you know, she could have just been so upset and angry that... She could just be like, "Screw it! I'm just gonna be evil, like everyone thinks I and am and my right. family is, and that's just how it's gonna be."
0: And, and that's the direction I was afraid they were gonna go. But I really, the, the reason I was so happy with this scene is, is like, if we look at this as a microcosm of the whole political situation that we're dealing with oh, right now, for right? The love of God. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm oh. gonna go there. I'm gonna go every there. Every day,
1: people, I hear about these
0: every day. Because come to my house and save me. <laughs> if you can actually have a conversation about a thing and and take in what the other person is saying and try to have an unprejudiced view and and remove as much as possible your own biases then i think the world will be a better place because people will be able to figure out things and compromise and, and come up with solutions that are maybe not perfect but are as best as they can be to help everybody you know in whatever situation you're in okay so i'm not going deep into politics but <laughs> the whole point here is that that scene was a microcosm of that. Supergirl went in to talk to her. She laid out what she believed to be the case, which is that Lillian is the leader of Cadmus and she has this virus and she's trying to, uh, you know, kill all the aliens with it. And Lena, being a Luthor, and despite the fact that she clearly doesn't like her mom, also still has, you know, some loyalty and care for her family and, and especially the family name that she's trying to redeem. So she's got her hackles up over this accusation because right, why wouldn't you? But she's also not just gut reacting to this and and flying off the handle and and you know, totally unreasonable about it. She defends her family, she she accuses Supergirl of, you know, being like Superman and, and everybody else, but she pulls back from that. And and after Supergirl leaves, she calls her mom, she says, We need to no, no, no. No, that was the end of that scene. Yeah, that Sorry, that was the, the scene. That was a previous like, scene. You need to leave. Right,
1: Supergirl flies off. So and, you know you're saying how, what would make the world a better place if people gave me tributes of <laughs> cats and cans. We already
0: have three cats. We don't need any more cat tributes.
1: Well, then a cat sanctuary. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's fine. Okay. You can have a cat sanctuary. sanctuary. You get to take care of all the cats.
1: No, I need helpers for so I need minions too.
0: <laughs> well, I'm not going to be one a of the cat minions.
1: Sanctuary. I need minions and truffles <laughs> chocolate truffles although mushroom truffles are good too okay all, all right I need.
0: so from from the from l corp we're back to the deo
1: and okay has Maggie ever been to the deo yet before i don't remember if she has or not yeah
0: I'm Has pretty she? sure she's been in the deal?
1: Okay, because I, I I didn't remember, and I'm like, I guess I just let everyone in, because Maggie's in there now. So if she's been there before, that's that's fine.
0: I think so. Plus, I mean, Maggie knows that she works for the deal. But still,
1: well, it's a government agency. <laughs> just anyone can walk in, I guess.
0: <laughs> anyway, Alex is is stitching up Maggie.
1: Who's naked under the blanket. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and And she tells Maggie that she came out to her mom. And she says, thank you. Yeah. And again, really well handling of this. And um, again,
1: the curl in her hair is still adorable.
0: <laughs> they have a little bit of back and forth. And, and um, Alex basically says, you know, I'm coming to understand that this is my new normal. And and one of the things that, that she said that I liked was, I finally, I get me. Um, and, and I like that because she's she's still figuring it out. What was that?
1: Priscilla, Queen of the Desert? Oh, that song?
0: Yeah, I can't remember the name of the song. Yeah, we'll have to listen to it I anyway. Anyway. From there we cut to Supergirl hovering over Monel, who's in the bed. And she's um,
1: staring at him. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you can
0: see in their, her stare that she's
1: Feezes. feeling the feelings.
0: Now we're mm-hmm. not clear on what these feelings are, but it, it's possible that she's evaluating how much she likes Monel. Like likes. Like, like or just like. Like, like. And he sort of wakes up. Mm-hmm. And they have a, a little bit of a conversation. She tells him that it was her dad. Breaks a
1: little her when voice
0: she talks to Mike. Yep, yep. And uh and he he starts essentially drug babbling.
1: Oh no. I think he was totally lucid. Yeah. He was. He touches the side of her but face. But he's acting
0: like depressing. he's he's out yeah, of it.
1: Yeah, after because he realized, whoops, what did I just do? <laughs> I let one head lead the other head, and I need to act like I'm drugged up now.
0: And he he kisses her.
1: Yeah, he touches the side of her face, and um, you know you look beautiful, and then he goes in for the kiss. And she kisses him back. She kisses back. Now, my question, why do they always have to make that sloppy, slurpy noise at the end of kisses on TV (laughs) or movies? I'm sorry. When I kiss, I, I don't recall making that sloppy, slurpy noise, unless maybe... My sinuses are acting up and I can't breathe or something. I don't know. But seriously, anyone else ever noticed this? Drive you crazy. I just me. I don't know.
0: So tweet tweet us your best favorite movie kisses so we can see if they have the nasty, smacky, <laughs> sticky sound. <laughs> All right. All right. So um he, he kisses her. He sort of falls back onto the bed and either goes to sleep or pretends to go to sleep. But right before he does, he says, yeah, absolutely beautiful. Because mm-hmm. they, they, he had been talking about how beautiful yeah. she was. And uh, and back to Elcorp. And again, like lots of cut scenes here, but this whole story throughout the entire episode, everything was all tied together. So I really, really like that. And, and it didn't bother me that we have all these jumps back and forth because it was cohesive. And and at Corp. Mommy's back and Lena confronts her and and basically says, you know, Medusa, what are you doing? I know you're up to it. And and she Lillian sort of kind of starts to deny it at first. Mm-hmm. But then, you he know, was like just ask me for help and I'll give it to you. Yeah.
1: And at that point, I'm like, no, she's not. Right. I'm you're, like,
0: that's too easy. Yeah, you're. we're clearly meant to think, <laughs> is she going to the dark side, the Luther side, or is she playing her mom? Yeah. Um. You know, and, and it's not made clear until the end.
1: I have in caps, I think it's a ploy. Yeah,
0: you, yeah. And, and I I was thinking the same thing, too. But there was a little part of my brain that was worried that she wasn't, that they were going to let her go that way and just become the Luther villain, which would have been disappointing. Do but, you think
1: we'll ever get a Lex? Yeah. Oh. I oh mean we God. know they're
0: going to bring a Lex in. We don't know who. I don't even think they have cast the Lex is yet. He's going to be bald. But they were talking well, I mean he better, be, he le- better bald. be bald. It would be awesome if they got Michael Rosenbaum because he was uh, an awesome Lex from Smallville. Is he too old now though? He might be too old. Well, oh. we don't know how old Lex is in the because Superman <sighs> is older than Kara. Yeah. And true. so he he could be plausibly older and he was a fantastic oh, Lex, loved but him. we don't know who it's going to be. So we'll have to find think out.
1: he will be next season.
0: Maybe it'll be later this season. Oh, that'd be lovely. Yeah. So uh, we go back to... Or or actually, so she says, you know, if you just ask for your help, you'll, you know, I'll give it to you. Mm -hmm. And, And sitting on the desk in a case, she has this isotope 454, which is what they need to disperse the agent and kill all the aliens in National City. Then we go back to the DEO. And uh, we've got the I- uh, isotope 454 detector going yeah, off. That one figured out, of course. <laughs> this is this is a total trope in the shows, all shows, which is fine. I get it, but sometimes you I wish. Cut time. Yeah, yeah, they had a better trope than I set up a detector system for this particular thing that we need to be able to detect. Detect this episode. Because you
1: know, if it was that easy, we would just all set those up, and then right world would be faster place. Yeah,
0: I mean they do it in the flash all the time. Yeah. You know, Cisco is constantly I
1: know where the bad guy is. Right,
0: because of the heat signature, or the cold yeah. signature, or the speed signature, or the whatever. It's too it's it's convenient writing, which is fine, but sometimes I just get a little tired of I've got the detector set up and doo doo it went off here's where we got to go. <laughs> so where they got to go is the wharf, where he detected the movement of the I-54, uh, 454 being taken to, the docks, mm-hmm. um, where they're presumably going to uh, detonate some sort of, you know, Disperse dispersion. Right.
1: And all of a sudden Cadmus takes over the TV and it's like... Earth is for the humans and the future is for the humans.
0: Right. And it's a direct, you know, call out to anonymous type messages Mm -hmm. that you see on YouTube and Facebook and whatnot.
1: Okay, And then now just Supergirl and John are available to go help. They're like, we can't, you know, get a strike team together. But yet they talk for like 10 minutes. I'm like, you could have got two strike teams together if you weren't bibble babbling there.
0: Yeah, that was that was a bit of weak writing right there. Mm -hmm. But they Mm -hmm. they're flying out. Superman, Superman, Supergirl and John Johns are flying out to the dock. Um, they get there and Lena literally has her hand on the, the detonator trigger, bazooka trigger.
1: Well, before that, a little bit before that, um, Lena and her mom are there and, uh, she has a key. Yeah.
0: It's for
1: the rocket launcher. And she's like, take this and prove you're with me. (laughs) And, uh, yeah. So that was kind of cheesy and dorky. It was cheesy,
0: cheesy, but I mean, her mom wanted her to prove her loyalty. It's
1: like shooting. Anyway, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So Lena's got her hand on the on the trigger. Supergirl and John Johns drop in and Supergirl says, Lena, you don't need to do this. She says, Why not? I'm a Luther and then she pulls the trigger. Mm-hmm. Bomb goes off. John John says, You go get that, I've got this. Cyborg Superman's there. So we have this cut back and forth.
1: And my thing is, okay, if Supergirl just you know, was dealing with Cyborg like ten minutes ago or whatever at Corp, why would they not think that he would be there? You know, it was like a total surprise. John Joness like, whoa, you know, it's like you should have maybe been on the lookout for him or even more of her minions.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. The, the, I mean, there were clearly, you know, there's always weak writing. There's always plot holes in, in this stuff. Um, but he's there and we have some I wrote down we have some Hank on Hank violence because you have <laughs> you have the two Hanks fighting each other. Uh-huh. Supergirl, you know, and we cut back and forth between Hank fighting Hank and then Supergirl trying to get the bomb. And um, there's this one point where you've got Cyborg Hank who, um, who okay. says, you're a monster, this world is for the humans. And he like lasers and throws Jean-Jean's Hank across the dock into a shipping container. And, and then one
1: falls on top of him, or it looks like it does.
0: Yeah. And then he pushes out and he says, you're right, I am a monster. And he goes, full on white Martian.
1: And watch Cyborg Superman's <laughs> face. And it was it, funny. It looks like
0: he's going to poop his pants. <laughs> It, was, it was funny. <laughs> so they continue to fight. Up in the air, Supergirl just grabs the bomb, mm-hmm. and then, boom, it goes off. It detonates. Yeah. And, and Agent, uh, you know, is dispersing all over. You see... Um, sort of a quick cut a montage of people watching this stuff fall down. And he thinks she's
1: going to die. So he's like, I'm coming. Right. Myra, was that her name? Myra,
0: I believe his wife's yeah. name, yeah.
1: That's a pretty normal human name, too. <laughs> they all or... have normal
0: human names. I know,
1: what's up with that?
0: Yeah. but So
1: well, these pretty orange flakes are coming down. Yeah. And we see giggles in the window. Yeah,
0: yeah. And a couple other aliens. And I, and I liked, I, I really liked the way they did that because... It was. And it had that sense of like the first snow it kind did. of feeling that you would see. And the way people were looking at this was was with awe and wonder and Instead sort of, of terror. Exactly. The only people who had the terror look were at the DEO because they knew what the stuff was. Mm-hmm. And and jean Johns, you're right. He's like, you know, I'm coming. Uh, but nobody's dying. Yeah. Nobody's dying because, of course, Lena... Uh, just like,
1: that's right, mom. F you. Yeah. F you.
0: <laughs> Not only did I make the virus inert, but I also called the cops. Yeah,
1: that was awesome. mm-hmm. And then Cyborg Superman is just gone. We Again. Don't where, we don't know where he went. <laughs> I guess that's one of his powers. He must have like a disappearing power. That's
0: what it is. Yeah. So uh, I don't know what happens next because I had a cat on me.
1: Um. There's an alien ship over the city, a giant alien ship. And it's this alien comes out of the ship or something. And. Are, uh, yeah, my notes are bad. Um, <laughs> my lord, we've reached the Well of Stars, no sign of the Kryptonian pod. And then the alien with the pretty lace mask, if you look above her silver mask, there's mm-hmm. a lace
0: mask, it was very pretty. Um, she's like, Monel will be found. And I'm wondering, my assumption is that this is the alien race that invaded slash was destroying Daxam. Oh, oh, yeah. But what I don't know is why in particular are they after Monel?
1: Maybe he is the bastard child of the king or something like that.
0: But he was like a just a guard protecting the yeah, actual Yeah, that's what prince. you do with
1: your bastard ki- kids. <laughs> you make them guards. And then when your prince dies, then you're like, hey, guess what? You are a prince. Why don't you mm-hmm. come take over my kingdom now?
0: Yeah. So anyway, we have these aliens. And I'm pretty sure this is tied to the crossover. I think so. But I'm not 100% no, sure. No. This is actually a little bit confusing, but we'll get to yeah. that in a minute. Because... From there, we cut back to the DEO.
1: Mm -hmm. Mike wakes up. Mm -hmm. He's good to go. Right. And And the Medusa virus, since, you know, it was supposed to kill everyone. she's like, I was able to manipulate it and I just killed off the white Martian cells inside of John. So, yay, that whole problem's taken care of.
0: Super disappointed in that writing. that
1: was super easy. Super disappointed
0: in that because here we had the potential to really have, um, again, a sort of an in-depth exploration of coming to terms with um you know others others exactly especially for john johns and others that literally destroyed his entire race Mm -hmm. uh and having to cope with the fact that he was essentially becoming one of them that i was looking forward to that i was looking forward to that and looking forward to him dealing with with um Megan, the other mm-hmm. white Martian, the one that gave him the blood that was turning him into this. And so this was too easy and too convenient and 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 I'm really disappointed by that.
1: They better give us a better storyline than a different storyline that is awesome.
0: If, if they're going to take away that storyline. Yeah, line. if they're doing this to trim up the storylines and focus more tightly on the stuff that we've been focusing on which has been good, I'm okay with it yeah. even though this was one that I was really looking forward to because of the social, the larger social context of it. And the way they were handling it, because I think it was realistic. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, we have Supergirl talking to Monel after she hugs Jean-Johns John because he's back to being normal Green Martian, and um, she's
1: like, "So, are we going to talk about what happened?" And Mike's like, "What? What happened?" No,
0: first he's like, "Yeah, tell me all about oh, how yeah. you caught the <laughs> rocket and and you know yeah. everything you did and blah blah blah." And she's like, "No, what happened when you were sick?" You uh and he's like, what? What, what, what happened? It?
1: He knows, people. Yeah, he
0: knows, but he's clearly waiting to see how she's going to react. Again, they're they're uncertain about this, and and she says, "You drooled. You drooled a lot." And they ha ha ha. They laugh it <laughs> off, and and that's basically it. And and this is what I was talking about before, where like clearly Supergirl is not sure about this, and this to me is is. Good writing, because we talked about how we don't like this idea of them just getting together and then being in a relationship, especially because she dumped Jimmy at the beginning of the season.
1: <laughs> to right? find herself.
0: Yeah, to find herself. OK, so that's good. But if this becomes some long, ridiculous, drawn out thing, that will really suck. I don't want them to like next episode get together. No. You know, but it's plausible to me that by the end of the season or maybe the beginning of the next season, they get together or not get together, whatever yeah. the conclusion of that happens to be. Um, Whatever it is, I don't care. Just don't draw it out, but don't make it happen overnight. That's what I think.
1: So maybe if he is the bastard child and he has to go to some other planet, maybe he'll be like, Supergirl, come with me. She'll be like, oh, I can't. I have to stay in this world. Oh, eh,
0: We'll see what happens. From there, we go to... Alex's apartment. Was that the
1: first time I've seen her apartment? It is the
0: first time I, I can it. recall. Yeah, it was cool.
1: I like the blue.
0: And my favorite part of this scene mm-hmm. is she gets a knock on the door mm-hmm. and the first thing she does is grab her gun. Of course. Why <laughs> wouldn't you? When I'm <laughs> home alone,
1: I grab the biggest butcher knife I can find if I answer the door, which I rarely do. <laughs> right. But anyway.
0: She looks through the peephole and it's Maggie uh, with pizza and beer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. <laughs> yes, it is. So she lets her in, and uh, and Alex initially is like, Hey, how's it going? Uh is it a work thing? You're here awful late. I could I would die for just a good old-fashioned murder case. What do you got? And Maggie's like, um, no, I'm not here because of work.
1: Maggie's like, I almost
0: died. Yeah. And she speechifies a little bit. Yes. But it wasn't but it was a good speech. It was a good speechifying. I will allow it. And the gist of it was, I almost died. I sh- I want to I sh- I should kiss the girls I want to kiss and I really want to kiss you. And then the kiss. And, and then
1: the kiss. She Alex didn't look totally enthusiastic about it. I at know. First, I was you know? wondering how. She was kind of like, I guess I'm doing
0: this. <laughs> when when they broke that kiss, I didn't notice any slurpiness in that. No, kiss No, I either. didn't.
1: Now that you mention it. Yeah.
0: Huh. When they broke that kiss, I loved what Alex said there. She's like, so I got out of that that you like me oh yes <laughs> and then and then she ca- alex kisses maggie yes mm-hmm.
1: um who, who one of them said you're not gonna go crazy at me
0: maggie maggie said that to alex
1: who says that to people
0: well i mean there is the lesbian joke about moving in know, on the second but date
1: you don't say that <laughs> you don't say that well
0: maybe that was a bad bit of writing there i i i thought it was a playful bit of writing but i see what you're saying
1: Cause yeah, I go crazy all the time. I don't mm-hmm. want people pointing it out. <laughs>
0: ah, this is rude. Final scene. We ha- we're in Kara's apartment and we see another interdimensional wormhole.
1: And it's Flash and Sisko. And they pop
0: out into her apartment. And and then Kara walks in and she's Barry. I knew it was you when we saw the blah blahs, the portals, Mm -hmm. and they hug. He introduces Cisco. I liked what they did here because he says, "This is my friend Cisco," and Cisco says, "Friends is kind of a loose term. We work together." Yeah. So clearly, they're not just dropping the tension between those two. Yeah, there's still animosity because of what happened with Flashpoint and and Cisco's brother. and and then Flash says, you you remember when, you know, I was here and, and you said anytime, now's the time, I need your help. And this is why, this is what was really interesting to me. So this whole, up to this point, the assumption that I've been under um, was that by moving to the CW and that the fact that they were going to have this big mega crossover, was that Supergirl was now part of their shared universe, their Earth. But she's not. But she's not. They had to travel to another Earth to get her. And it took a few tries. And it took a few tries, which is why I was wondering about the aliens in the ship over the city. Yeah,
1: I think they're just after Mon-El, and I don't think they're part of the crossover.
0: Yeah, if if they're part of the crossover, then it doesn't make sense because she's on a different Earth. If they're just after Mon-El, and this is part of the continuing storyline of the season... That's cool. And and I'll be curious to see what happens with that. Um, And I liked that the crossover didn't consume the entire episode and just knock all the other storylines out of orbit.
1: I wonder if it'll consume more of Flash and Arrow, though.
0: I think it will, but I think it's meant to. I think those are probably written that way. Yeah. Whereas with, you know, this is sort of the entry point to it. The Flash, I think, is where it's going to be set up. Um,
1: Maybe Arrow. Arrow
0: is going to be, you know fighting uh, moving it along and then the legends of tomorrow is probably where everything's going to wrap up and finish off yeah. so um well done i loved this episode uh you know and again we're kind of tick tocking here on these episodes yeah.
1: Yeah, last, last week, week like. was kind
0: of a down this one i thought was really great there were obviously some points that weren't fantastic um but overall really enjoyed watching this episode really enjoying this season uh, and hoping that it it uh, just continues to get stronger. And I hope that next episode, next week, isn't a down episode again. Yeah. So, if you've got questions or thoughts about Supergirl that you want to share with us, let us know. You can tweet me, at Heniatis, and you can tweet Kim, at K Heniatis. And be sure to watch Supergirl. And this week... Arrow and Flash and Legends of Tomorrow for the Mega Crossover event. And then tune in next week for Super Talk on Wednesday to hear our thoughts on the episode.